Um, are we live? I think we're live, Brooks. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys welcome. and girls, boys and girls. Welcome to the first ever episode of our show, which we have yet to decide a name on, but that will come in time. The, Am I right? The Brooks Miller Robbins experience. <laughs> well, we can't rip off Joe Rogan. So, did, did he do that? Uh, his is the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, God. <laughs> but like I said, this shit will come in time. I, I, I have confidence in us and our creative minds. I was thinking <coughs> something Excuse along the, the line of M&M's. I was thinking mm. candy. Like Matt and Miller? No. Like, it's just another idea. I was thinking candy. I was thinking M&M's. It was when you played the intro. I was like, M&M's. Ooh. Okay, I can get behind what you're saying there. Ooh, M&M's. That's not a bad, that's not a bad one. Uh, I would say probably... This is just exciting, in my opinion. Because the world gets to finally hear shit that they've probably already heard before. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. But from two different from two different places, and the I think the main thing that the focus on why this is going to be amazing is the fact that you are like eight hundred miles away from me. Yeah, yeah. We mm. talk about cool cool stuff going on in different places. And Matt Robbins, for everybody out there, is uh, live from Denver, Colorado. And, and Bruce Miller is live from Kansas City. Missouri Chief Kingdom. That's right. We we bleed that red and gold out here, and I know that you're not going to become some sort of Broncos fan out there, anyways. Oh, God no, dude! I bleed it already out here. I bleed Chiefs like crazy. Every dude, time I... I pass, every time I pass the Broncos stadium, I flip it off. <laughs> That's good. And That's I'm sitting good. in the car with two Broncos fans. I'm like, fuck you. Are they are they butthurt? Like, do they really just hate the Chiefs? No. No, they really don't. They're not those kind of fans that absolutely hate Chiefs and Chiefs fans and everything like that. But they, we definitely have a little bit of fun, you know, talking shit on each other in the car. Well, I mean, I know when I lived in Colorado, it was they they just hated me because I was a Chiefs fan. <laughs> oh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm terrified to wear my Chiefs jersey out. Oh, dude, don't be terrified. What they're not gonna? What are they gonna do? Beat your ass? No, I'm a big guy. You're a big guy, but but like but that's just silly. Mean words. They say mean words at me. But like they can't though. But they can. They, you were saying, they you absolutely can. Would you hear about this shit that was going on in uh, San Diego? Where? Uh, this guy. No, no one heard about this. It was my roommate. My roommate was telling me he was at the game, San Diego, San Diego Chargers game and these two 18 year old kids like just wearing the opposite team's jerseys were just like went and got a hot dog you know just these kids and these guys jumped them and beat them for being on the opposing team what a bunch of scumbags kids took out kids i mean i know that most teams like it would be naive to say that like you you could go to any sort of uh I guess any sort of stadium, the NFL, any team, anywhere, and you're gonna have some fans that kind of heckle you. And I mean, that's just kind of part of the game. Oh yeah, that's that's just that's fine. That's playful banter, right? But you know. but like to beat someone, well, when get violent. Yeah, there's no point. Come on. And like, I mean, granted, on. I have seen at Arrowhead at least. I have seen like Chiefs fans fighting Chiefs fans. <laughs> Oh well, duh. It's just drunk yeah, and they're drunk idiots. Which, which I mean, I can't tell you that I'm not a drunk idiot. Every time I go to the Chiefs game, I mean, it's just you no, have to. The best. No, Kelsey's the best. Yeah, exactly. And then they fight about it. <laughs> it's, it's just the best logic you could ever you could ever ask for. Yeah, so, but, but in all honesty, like for anybody to actually get in a fisticuffs fight over a sports game. Like, you've got some serious issues because how is this game really affecting your life? Like, they win, you go home, you go back to work. 
the next day. They lose, you go home, you go back to work the next day. Your life isn't changing. It's not like, changing. The only thing I would think would be changing about it to what, like, and I'm not trying to defend a bunch of crazy drunk assholes, but and to an extent, if you're like a diehard Chiefs fan, or let's just say them for an example, and you lose, and then you work a shitty job, and you're stuck there all day thinking about and like why you got so drunk the night before for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like their pers- their own personal vendettas. The and ex- exactly, and I think that is the issue because when it comes down to it, who gives a fuck? But still, you know, you're blaming but somebody still. else. You're blaming somebody else for what's going on in your life. Oh, yes. The Broncos. Yeah. The, the Broncos I mean, team slept with my mom when I was a kid. Which, I mean, maybe. You can't be a, you can't, <laughs> you can't be a fan of them. But it's true, though, because it's like at the end of the day, yeah, like I mean, games, you're not bro. out there playing. You know, it's, like if you're like, a fan. And I get the... Uh, I get the the point of trying to like okay for like t- season ticket holders like yeah I guess you could look at it as an investment right oh yeah I mean I feel like that would be like the only things as far as like hitting your pocket because you're paying money to see your team lose but still not justifiable to get angry and beat somebody because. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think you, we live in a world where you just put a lot of emotion in the shit that, like, really doesn't affect you. Yeah, that's exactly 100% true. Uh, I mean, imagine it like if it was your kid. Like, your kid's soccer game. Like, are you going to beat up the opposing team's kid's dad because you're a fan of your kid's soccer team? No, but sadly, how often does that happen? <laughs> it so happens, and you know it does. I mean, I've never understood the, and I'm sure a lot of people don't understand, but why do parents get so pissed off at their kids' sporting events? I think because they pay money to be in it and they want to see their kids succeed. Yeah, that's probably true. But at the same time, like, they also do that. Some people do that for school and they don't get that mad. That's very true. When I got an F, I just got grounded for two days. I remember. The first time <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, I think I got like a C in English class or something like that. And I had to show, and we, of course, for those out there who don't know, because you don't know, me and Matt here went to the same high school, Catholic high school called Bishop Miege. And I got a C in English and a C in religion. And it was like, how do you get a scene religion, Brooks? Well, so that's the thing. So I was asking my dad. I was, or I had, wasn't asking him. I was fucking terrified because I didn't want to show him my grades. But I showed it to him, and his he had two classic lines. His first one, he looked at it, and he said, "See in religion." He's like, "You go to a fucking religious school. How is that even possible?" And then the best one of all time was then he looked at my English grade. And he said, see in English? And he just looked at me and he goes, motherfucker, you speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, you have a point. I mean, you that have is a, a valid in point. Spanish, but you have a C in English? What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? And I think at the end of the day, he was right. But I never got a C in English but again. They, but they always add a bunch of extra, extra shit in English class. Dude, this whole school sy- schooling system is just a joke in general. I mean, the fact that, like, like, wouldn't it just be a good idea if we could, as, like, a society, could figure out how to incorporate kids' interests? Because I understand, like, learning math and science and history at, like, an early age. Like, elementary school, you start, you, have, you learn that shit, right? And it could yeah. be basic. It could be anything. But... Once you get to high school, I feel like you could maybe, and, and that may interest people. That's fine, but we do a horrible job, especially in the U.S., of of finding interest in kids and then putting them in classes that would benefit them for a career. Because well, yeah. we don't teach careers. That's no, no, the thing. Not at all. And they don't they don't tell you why you would need to use this certain skill they're trying to teach you. You know, like 
you know what they should teach you is how to read a tape measure in high school. A tape or measure. grade school. Or grade school. Or where. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they like taught a... you how to read a ruler, but like, you know. Right, right, and, But right. they don't tell you why they taught you how to read a ruler. It's like, yeah, I'm reading this ruler so that I can do all this math stuff here that you're about to teach me. No, tell me because if you decide one day you want to be a carpenter, uh, it would be important for you to know how to read a ruler. And then I would get excited and be like, oh, building tables is fun. Maybe I want to read this ruler. That's a good point. I think a lot of people, first of all, first of all, who is, who is that? Who is, who? is that? Is that a dog? <laughs> yeah, it's Bentley. He barks at um, anyone and everyone all the time. <laughs> Dude, you need to give him some CBD. I can't. That's not my dog. Well, I guess that's fair. I give my dog CBD. I'm so, I know you do. Remember when he spilt it all over the table? Oh, I did do that. Yeah, but I mean, it's... licking it up over the ground, and then he was just <laughs> chill. <laughs> <laughs> he does like it. It helps. For And I have the... For those listening, I have a border collie greyhound mix. His name's Astro. He's kind of a anxiety case because he's a rescue dog. But the CBD out there, I'm sure there's a ton of people that that use it now, especially here. Colorado obviously is a different story because they have everything legalized. You guys know you just legalized mushrooms, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I already know. I've been working on getting some. So what's the process of getting some? Yeah, like, how do you, do you have to, is it medical only, or no. is it rec? No, no, it's rec. Well, it's not legalized. It's de-illegalized. So oh, decriminalized? Decriminalized, yeah. So, you can have it only in Denver. Only in Denver. Like, if you go out to Arvada, I'm, I'm in Arvada, so if I go to Arvada and I get caught with mushrooms, I will get in big trouble. But if I'm in Denver and I get caught with mushrooms, they won't do anything about it. And it's literally a 15-minute drive away from Denver. Like, what's the point of that? Just legalize it the whole metro so it's, area. So it's only a city yeah. rule. It's only a city rule. But it's, it's kind of neat, though, because uh, you can get it in uh, Reese's Cups. What? Yeah. So it's like mushroom edibles? Mushroom edibles, dude. It's an eighth. It's an entire eighth in a in a Reese's Pieces cup. Whoa! I know. I've been trying to get my hands on them. I have one person I'm, I'm thinking might be able to now, get it for me. Do they sell those in like? Do they have their own store? Is it like a mushroom dispensary, yeah. or do they incorporate that with street. marijuana? It's still street. People just make them by hand. So you can sell them in Denver legally. Legally, but like, are they gonna? Something like what marijuana does with dispensaries. I can see that happening. Like, I feel like one, that would be like the, the only way. One, I saw, you know, I saw the whole, uh, you know, marijuana thing happening. Like, it was super easy to tell that was going to become legal. But, like, this one threw me through a freaking loop. <laughs> like, yeah. Mushrooms? Like, what? What's next? Cocaine? But it's only going to be legal in Arvada? I mean, all right, you can make this argument with a lot of things. Like, look at um, look at the countries that legalize everything, right? Like, yeah. the U.S. is just – the problem with the United, the United States is the fact that everything is set – the world is set to help corporate companies gain profit. And corporate companies, I also include prisons, like private prisons, everything mm-hmm. like that. Obviously, we're like the number one country. Yeah, we're like the number one prison. The number one country. The government money. Right, exactly. We're the number one country in the world that has the most incarcerated people per capita, which is just a terrible stat, but it's true. And then at the same time, we don't ever, like, that's what we don't even, like, cops have a quota. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. What in the world? How is that protecting and serving when you're literally looking to fuck people? It doesn't make any sense. Maybe I, maybe we don't understand because we're not in their shoes. But from what we hear, that doesn't make any sense. 
And yeah, that's a that's a good point. There's a cop out here listening to this, and you have something to say about it. Please, please say something about it. Absolutely, and I think you make a good point there. I'm glad you said that because we don't know, and that's the thing is the media always gives the cops a really bad rap because because the media only shows and shares bad shit. I mean, that's just what it, like. There's very rarely they have one maybe like one positive news story, and then like the rest are all negative. And then if we're talking about the police specifically, it's always negative, always negative. That's There's never something news. good. That's why I don't watch it's like, news. It's like that. Uh, do you fault you know that dude on Instagram? Uh, what's his name? Uh, officer Norman. I don't know him. Please fill me in. He is a police officer out of Little Rock, Arkansas, and he literally is like a. I'm going to pull up his page here. He, I don't know how to describe him. He's just like such a good, he has, um, let's see. Can I say he has a good heart? Oh, amazing heart. compass? Amazing heart. He, uh, he just, he's basically what every officer should be as far as like serving their community. Is he transparent? I would, I would assume he's transparent because he's posting all this stuff on social media. Yeah, so like he, but all he posts is positive things. Like he'll 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 post videos of like um, all the people that he regularly like goes and visits in his community. A lot of them have some medical issues and uh, or just they're not very. And that's the amazing part about it. A lot of these people don't seem depressed. Like they seem truly happy. Well, that's well. I think that goes along with actually loving what you do. Because you know what, I can almost 100% guarantee you most cops work their shift and they just want to go home. Which is, yeah, absolutely. Especially people who work like the fucking graveyard shift. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that works you with, know? Any, with any job, you know. You put more into what you actually care about. Right. Absolutely. And uh, his name's, yeah, it's Tommy Norman. He, uh, Tommy Norman. He, uh, <clears throat> so his Instagram page is... He has like uh, he already has one million followers, and um, like I said, all he posts are just like people he meets. Like he'll just record them and like just tell them like about them. And he has this little group called the Breakfast Club. He takes out like the same group of people every maybe like every day or once a week or something. They go eat breakfast. Like he's just a really good dude. But when you're talking about like commuting, like protecting and serving your community. There's just so many people out there that think that all cops do is just try to fuck you. I mean, I really, I really think that. I mean, I think that's just what we're portraying. It you know as. what? That's what I think it is. I mean, I think. I mean, a lot of people sorry, are. A like, lot of people do. I don't ever. I don't call the cops. I don't need to call the cops. They're always bothering me. Well, that's the thing. Leave me and alone. Then, I didn't you know, ask you to be here. But you know that like it's like pretty ironic though because then if you ever need them, I you want call them, them so badly, so bad, right? <laughs> so it's. It's like a double-edged sword. It really is. And you got you to gotta actually take it with a grain of salt because there's a lot of people. Um, like just yesterday, I, was, I saw a story about this, this cop. I don't remember where she was, a, a lady cop. And she was like, she just pulled up to this old lady's house and just got out and started mowing her lawn. Like, just because. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, see, it's shit like that. Like, people in this girl had, like, a disability. She couldn't, like, she looked like she was struggling. And she just got out and just started mowing the lawn. And somebody started recording. They came over and they were like, everybody needs to see this. <laughs> like, yeah. people need to see this. Because, like, it just goes back to what I said. Positive content is, like, a minority in the media world. Oh, 100%. And it's, it's really crazy to see why that is. Because if we're infatuated by, like, as human beings... We're infatuated by, by bad stories because we're always like, there's a part of us that is really lucky that that's not us, and there's another part of us that are like, oh, like, what happened next? Like, we're like fiending for more fucking information about somebody's shitty situation, oh, and then man. we just exploit it on social media. Okay, well, here's a good segment for us. Uh, every show, uh, good news of the week. Good news of the week. I like that. We could take like five Good. or six. We could take like you know five, five or six, six stories. stories and just break them apart and just yes talk about. Them. 
I need to write this down because as everybody knows who will listen to this, uh, this is our first episode. And, and we don't know what we're doing. We Well, we know kind of We have doing. an idea. We've heard podcasts. But that's the beef. That's, the, that's why I love podcasting. I think it's such a unique thing because we literally just took the middleman away for voicing opinions. Oh, yeah. On a, on a public platform. Social You're media can do that. You'll never hear a single bleep. You'll never hear a bleep here. Right. Exactly. And you all, yeah, exactly. There's nobody telling us what we fucking can and can't say. Who is it? The CDC? What is it? Uh, Who is it? FCC. I just made those. CC, I think it's the FCC or something like FCC. that. FCC, it's the FCC. Yeah. Fuck you, FCC. And the FCC, Eminem had a really great line about it, the FCC. But he, the thing about that though, with with podcasting, I think it's amazing because it's so simple. Because if you really, there's so many. This is a great platform to show people that they can there's there's you know how many there's got to be so many interesting people out there that have something to say you know absolutely and this is just the next thing because you know everyone like let's use music for as an example everyone 10 15 20 years ago wanted to get signed everyone wanted to get signed by a label exactly nobody wants to be signed everyone wants to do it themselves i mean you you know what though we got to give our boy tech nine a lot of credit for that one yeah he was he kind of started that off he is the epitome of independent artists of what you can do came out i mean this stuff's been blowing up like you look at look at youtube look what youtube did for everyone like that that completely killed having to be signed you know for musicians because you put your own videos up and then everyone follows you and then you become a a freaking rock star youtube is it's, it's so mind blowing because yeah, that's world. exactly right. Like something, it so really cool. did something so something so simple. Changed, but the isn't it world. weird though? Because if you really think about it, this is the craziest thing. Some like we've really only had a hundred years, maybe of like true technology. You yeah, know, that's we're so lucky. And that's, we're, yeah, we live in a weird. We came in right awesome after time. microwaves, dude. Dude, we came in. Think about it. I'm 25. You're 26. So when we had, we I was flip phone, we didn't have we didn't even have phones for a while. Like we didn't. No, have... we we live in a weird time. Like we grew up in a weird time because we are like the unique generation because we saw what it was like before. Like there were cell phones so out briefly, there ever so briefly. There was like th- that was like the car phone. You know, people had that, and then they had oh freaking um, Garmin, dude. Remember Garmin? Garmin? Yeah, I mean, but that company, like, what the fuck happened to them? Well, iPhone came out and had GPS on all their phones. Exactly, but so, like, Garmin's still relevant. Oh, Garmin yeah. is actually still relevant. They, I mean, I see they don't them do just the GPS devices. Well, no, yeah. like now, I think now they remember when they got into the watch game. Honestly, no. They had like when Apple Watch. I think this was before Apple Watch when Fitbit came out, right? Fitbit was different because that was obviously like only fitness based. That was all the priority was to fitness. But then when uh, GPS started really coming up, like, dude, do you remember when you had to go on uh, MapQuest and print out fucking directions to get somewhere? Yes. Like, wh- like that is. What so were we ancient. doing before that? What were we doing before that? Before like, yeah, MapQuest. Map. Like, you know, someone says this is something I've never understood. I'm a 26 year old man. And I've never understood this before Garmin, Google Maps, all this stuff. Someone was like, oh, here's my address. Come to my house. How the fuck did they get to their house? That's a really good question. Like, I mean, all right. So obviously this is not, this is not excluding the fact that they're like, how, like people, I don't think honest to God, like if we did a poll right now, what do you think? How, like. How many people do you think would not know how to read just like a legitimate map? I could say probably 30% could. Maybe 40. Yeah, I'm being I, generous. I think I'm I would probably say the same. I would honestly I, could, I think I, I have it. more faith. I think I I think it would be a 50%. I think it could you be half. So? I got my I got my ass to Louisville, Kentucky on a on a road map. 
but they see, but that's the thing though, is it's really not that hard. That's why I it's feel not. like we're, we got to give follow them the more... yellow line. I know that there's smart people out there, but, but there's a lot of fucking it, stupid people realize, too. That's the shit. That's the shit. If you go past where you're, where you're supposed to go on the map and you don't realize it, you could go another hundred miles. That's true. And yeah, <laughs> man, that's, that's a good it's question. Dangerous. We need to, we need to research what was used before MapQuest because oh, that's. Ask our freaking dads. My dad's 68. That's true. Or 1950. I was like, dad, my dad moved. If my dad moved right now, he goes, I live on 295 Sheridan. Come on over. Yeah, fucking a... Sheridan. I don't know where, where that is. That's a really, really. See, but do you also think word of mouth? Like, think about like, um, <laughs> like Missouri is a perfect fucking example for this because of how boony it is. But like, you know, um, our, our even remember our boy Danny when we go out to his farm. Oh yeah, and he'd tell us just word of mouth how to That's get there. That's true. That's true. He would just tell us go this highway, this highway, go down, uh, take a right, and then if you get to the dirt road, you're good, and just follow it for ten miles, and then take a left. Yeah, or like even more, like you start using uh, like landmarks. You're like, all right, you see the white church, you're gonna take a left of the white church, you're gonna go down until you see the right bend. It's gonna be a field of trees there that look kind of funky. You're gonna take that road maybe another quarter mile and you're going to see a red mailbox. Like that's kind of how I feel. And then if you see the man in the red sombrero, you went too far. Selling squirrels, you went too far. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but that <laughs> but that has to be it, right? Like before because well, it has to be. It has because to we we obviously use roadmaps for hundreds of years, but like we I think that had to have incorporated it. Maybe maybe oh, it we figured out how to get to one like broad like maybe it's like oh matt i'm gonna come visit you and i drive to denver right and i figure out oh how to get to denver but for us that's a really bad example because denver is literally just you just take i-70 and you're there like i was know, literally a, about to tell you it's a bad you example to come visit me right now you would have to go down 70 and then get off wadsworth take a left on cody and you're my house interesting so how it's far are you from like kansas city missouri technically i am um, I you believe eight? it's, like, it's eight like eight hours? hours and 55 minutes. Oh, so you're, you said you're in Arvada? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's different. But if I'm saying like, oh, we're going to go to, um, like, if we're, say we're leaving Kansas City and we're going to go drive somebody's house in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right? So you look at a road map and you figure out how to get to Green Bay. But then when you get to Green Bay, they probably just called somebody when they got to Green Bay. Obviously, this is before cell phones, but they got a landline or something. And they're like, hey, I'm in Green Bay. Tell me where to go. And then they did the word of mouth landmark. They had to have been it. Thing. I mean, there's no other way. There's no other way. Although, why do you know anybody in Green Green Bay? You know, I think before then, I think you stayed like within 50 miles. Yeah. So do you think, but like everybody had some family member that lived across the country that they, you know, when to go well that's the other thing too we got to forget we we're forgetting about planes <laughs> that's true we are forgetting a lot about planes and then when you're in a plane you just oh my god we're idiots dude taxis what what about taxis like say you go to the airport right and then you fly to LA and you go get picked up by a taxi in LA and you tell them the address they'll fucking take you there like in New York you know you're like hey i need to go to like 37 East 106th Street. And then they're like, okay. And they know exactly where to go. Moral of the story is we're spoiled fucks. There's no doubt about that. And we take technology for granted. Because without that, God, think about the world we live in right now. And you just take away the technology with the people that we're in the world right now. Holy shit. It would burn to the ground. What, what would happen? It would burn to the ground. It's got to burn to the ground. Yeah. Riots. Nobody, no bitches can be getting famous by shaking their ass on Instagram. That would be nice. That would be nice if we didn't have that. There wouldn't be such thing as influencers. 
which means that we wouldn't see people fucking like putting lemon juice and hot sauce in their eyes just to go viral. Like that's literally the world we live in. That is because it's easy. It's super easy. Well, I mean, isn't it weird that we, our goal is to strive to go viral, to make it. I because... want to go viral so bad. Well, going viral, <laughs> if, but like it could be anything, dude. Like you could literally go watch. Like I could go outside my front yard right now and look at something absolutely absurd happening, post it, and then somebody like Barstool gets a hold of it or some big social media here's page. The perf- here's the perfect example: the yodeling kid in Walmart. Oh my God! Yes, the yodeling kid. That kid is going to be set for the rest of his life, all because he was yodeling at Walmart and somebody happened to capture it on camera. And he performed it, co freaking cella. And then he was at Coachella, not even a year later. Like, we're not even talking what? like multiple years of work. Like we're talking literally, somebody posted him on social media. People got a hold of it. It went viral, and then Coachella reached out to the kid and had him perform not even a year after the fact. That's I amazing. They, I wonder if they paid him. I would assume they did, right? You know how much you get paid to headline Coachella? I don't. What is it? It's like $8 million. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that's what Ariana Grande took last time she did it. Damn. $8 million. Oh, and for those of you listening that don't know, all of you, um, Matt Robbins here is an aspiring artist. Why don't, I am. Why don't you give him a little information about – I know you're not currently working on music, but you have a lot of content out there for, for not working. I do. I do. Uh, go to Instagram and search Matt Paul music. I'm typically the only one that shows up, (laughs) which is really weird because Matt Paul are two very common names. They really are, but put them together and they're not. That's true. Which is kind of cool. And the fact that I got Matt Paul music as a, as a tag that worked out. Why don't you enlighten them on what kind of, what kind of, uh, sound you're giving off and what you're trying to get accomplished with this well the accomplishment is to uh perform uh acoustic rock music but it seems as if i'm putting off rock country okay acoustic country rock i don't even know if that's a thing i've never even heard of it but that's kind of cool though it it gives me my own sound well that's the thing and that's a good point because, like, when I lived in Colorado, which I don't know how – I'm sure Denver's the same, but when I, li- I lived in Steamboat Springs, a ski town, like, three hours north of Colorado. And that became – as far as, like, mashing genres together, jazz funk became a really huge hot thing in Steamboat. Like, there wasn't ever – like, I'm a hip-hop head. I'm a rap. I love music in general. There's really not a genre I don't like. But – Jazz is definitely one of my favorites, and funk music's just fun, especially oh, when you're, dude, you know, shit's, that shit's popping here too. No, I'm sure it is, but I'm just saying in general. Then they figured out how to take that and combine it together and make it really fun, because a lot of music that people listen to, especially in like ski towns, it seems like is like a lot of, uh, like funk music in general. Like uh, I call it, oh, what's the term? Uh, it's called, oh, like uh, jam bands. Jam bands are a perfect example because yeah. you know what jam bands are like, dude. Jam bands are like a podcast because you don't really know. There's really no like you may have a little bit of a script like for a podcast, for example, like about what you want to talk about. We for for everybody listening, we came in here absolutely not knowing anything. We're just conversating the way we usually do. But podcasts, especially successful ones, they come up with with ways to to segment their direct, podcast they, they direct, have topics and in a certain way right jam bands though like for what we did today jam bands are that they just go in they start jamming there's no out there's no end game there's no there's no well, there's no jazz. planning that's what jazz is jazz exactly that's why it works exactly because jazz will feed off of whatever you know like let's say the the trumpet player is feeding off of what the drummer had just done and then he just kind of goes for it and then you see the whatever the stand-up bassist sees what the trumpeter is doing and it's like a dance back and forth it is and that's that's it's a awesome. really good point you know what you know what it reminds me of did you ever see uh i went through this phase because i love street music like street performers 
like anybody who's just super talented that's just sitting on a corner somewhere playing like my favorite instrument of all times is saxophone. It will always be the saxophone because it's just such a unique sound. And still it's really still waiting for you to learn so that we could rock out some guitar and sax. I know. I've been saying it for years. Mixing but some guitar, sax, sax. But moral of the story is there's videos on YouTube of like there's this one guy who's just playing on the subway. Like he's actually in the subway. And they're like, they're going along and this guy's just kind of performing, whatever. Everybody's kind of, you know, like all those videos you see, everybody's like kind of acknowledging him, but not acknowledging him. And he's going off and he sounds really good. And then out of nowhere, this other guy apparently was on the subway who had a saxophone with him as well. And he was kind of hiding. And then he just started playing. And then they just started like playing off each other. And then they started playing to each other. And then they started dancing. It's literally like you just said, it's a dance. And then just play back and forth. And it was really, really cool to see that. And like that kind of thing is just a fun, unique experience because you don't, A, probably see that every day. And B, that it's free. (laughs) It's free and entertainment. To watch that would have been transcendent. Oh, dude, seeing it live would have been amazing. But just the fact. Every single person in the room. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, think about that, though. Like, and we don't get to see kind of like, I feel like the street music. Um, I guess you could say street, but like, let's go more in depth, like subway music, right? Kansas City doesn't have a subway system, so we don't ever really get to see that. But a lot of those videos you see of people performing are like in a subway. Am I right? Oh yeah, they're like in like a like a subway station, like where they're just waiting for the train. I heard they get paid pretty good money to do that. Well, think about the people. Not to go completely off topic here, but like, think about just like panhandlers, right? Yeah, what do they like, make, like 60000 a year Oh, my something? God, dude. And a lot of those people have jobs. Like, yeah, that's the, the weirdest thing. They just, they're frauds is what they are. They're, they're a bunch of frauds. But, like, the, understand it. For, for everybody listening, there's a place in Kansas City called the Plaza. And the Plaza is, like, notorious. It's a really nice area, a bunch of shopping uh, stores and restaurants and hotels and, uh, like, a tourist spot for sure if you're ever coming here. But there's a lot of homeless people there, and all they do is, you know, they just they just sit out there and they beg, you know, have their signs and they they panhandle people. And I remember I was working uh, at the time for a uh, the Sheridan uh, on the Plaza Hotel, and there was a they, this guy who just kept kind of like he was almost aggressive when he would panhandle. But yeah. I he came up to me and he asked me if I had a uh, if I had any change for him, and I never carry cash anymore. So I said no, but I said, hey, hang on. Actually, I got something better. And I ran inside, and I came out with a job application, and I gave it to him, and I go, I promise you we're hiring. I, I guarantee you we're hiring. And you know what this dude did? He took it. What? He ripped it up and balled it up, and he threw it at my face. And he walked away. <laughs> and I'm like. You know what? That was a little catty, Brooks. But was it, though? It was a little catty. Why? I offered the guy a job. Like, uh, it, well, still, that's like saying, no, you don't get any money. Go get a job. You know what I mean? I mean, that's there's difference between saying don't, that don't to somebody. Wrong. I, I Listen, agree with you. And I no, no, no. It. I'm just saying there's a difference between telling somebody go get a job and literally offering somebody a job. Like, if that dude filled it out. I would have literally given it to my boss and be like, hire him because we need people all the time, regardless. And they he probably, probably would have hired him. He probably wouldn't show up for work because he's but busy handling. I don't want to hear people bitching to me about they have no opportunity when somebody's offering them something. Yeah, that's the truth. That's because, cool. because regardless, it's the same principle as me being like, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, well, I have to work to pay my bills and whatever yada yada so it's either sit here and do nothing and wish to be a millionaire or go out and kind of start making money and just like have a start like the the fact that they don't even want to start at the ground they just want to jump right there right well it's a choice it's a choice no it totally is it's a choice i mean it just it's funny though because it's they can't get mad at you for not giving them money and they do (laughs) yeah they do this lady I was in Kansas City. I was in, uh, oh man, I was I was in Kansas City, Kansas. Wouldn't you know? Um, this lady at the gas station, I had just gotten like a candy bar or something, and 
she walks in the door as I'm walking out and like, I didn't, I didn't see her. She didn't see me and it kind of startled her. And she looked up, goes, Oh, give me a quarter. Whoa. And I go, I just kind of like, kind of chuckle a little bit. I'm like, I have a quarter. And she just walked by. I'm like, what the fuck just happened to me? Yeah, that's odd. But like, why a quarter? Why only a quarter? Why not at all? She probably wanted like a quarter for probably a cigarette. You put it. You put in your gas tank. What? what? Was it one of those? Was it one of those gas stations that sold like Lucy's? It was one of those gas stations that I contemplated not going into. Oh, I hear. I yeah, I definitely understand that. I I face that battle on a constant basis. But like you know how there's some gas stations, especially in Missouri, because Missouri is just really weird, anyways. But that just sell the Lucy single cigarettes, right? They probably sell them for like a quarter. I don't think I've ever seen a Lucy. Really, I'm sure Denver might have something like that. I'm gonna go out on the street and say, "Hey, but know where I can get a Lucy?" Yeah, but then at that point, people just start being like, "I'll give you a cigarette for a dollar." I don't know where to find a Lucy, but here's a here's a cigarette. Here's a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. At that point, you're like so desperate just to buy a single cigarette that they're just gonna fucking give it to you. Like, ha, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. But it's a weird thing, and I think a lot of people going back to the panhandling thing. I think it's. I just think it's we. We can't – you're right, 100%. It's a choice that they do. And they have every right to do and make that choice. Oh, 100%. You can get yourself out of it. You can. I've wanted to honestly try being homeless. Really? And then just, like, work my way from the bottom up and to see where, where it gets me. Well, Just yeah. take, like, a bag of clothes and but that you know what, maybe though? do a little panhandling and see if I can find a job and then – Fucking get a place, stop living under the bridge, furnish that place. I like and then it. Just be normal human being. Like See, it was, I would love to. I would love to try it because I would. It would give me so much like more perspective. Yes, know, but I think I think it's different though with you because <clears throat> you're an ambitious person in general. I think just genetically, we're both. You and I are very similar in that aspect we, if we want something we go figure out how to make it work we've been doing that since high school right oh yeah but Especially. there's a lot of people out there that don't do that there's a lot of people who don't like i was having no this, well the world was, owes them something the I was, world those people well you know what i mean why but I, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day how do you think how do i word this do you think like do you think that there's people out there that are just basically destined to not be great? Druggies. Yeah, but that was a choice to do that, right? But, like, I'm talking, like, they just don't genetically and mentally to be great. Whether that means they're just lazy as hell, they have no ambition – People, like, I've been making this argument, obviously, since this is our first episode, we want to do something with this podcast. Like, this is, we've been talking about it for a little bit, and, um, you know, it's just really exciting to even have the platform to even do it. But I am totally against nine-to-five jobs. I'm sure a lot of people out there can agree with me on that. Humans aren't really meant to be boxed up in a cube and work for eight hours a day to make decent to minimal i mean decent money to a sense but more money than mcdonald's probably i mean you know what i'm saying you're still in a box for eight hours a day you're probably staring at a computer you're sitting most people are probably miserable they don't want to be there like the nine to five thing and i there's there's a lot of people out there though that are fine with that like that's yeah oh yeah well it's 90 percent of the freaking country is fine with that Right. But it's honestly you don't have, you don't get much of a choice. You don't. I mean, but because you know, you, they say you got to you have to go to college and spend all this money so you can get these good jobs so you can spend your life paying your college back. Right. And, and that then, like, just so makes you're, you're absolutely no sense. You're immediately in a hole. Already. You literally start out in life negative. Unless you don't go to college. That's true. But 
I'm that, not in the hole. I'm doing. I'm so happy. I'm not in the hole. But I have friends tell me. I'm a little bit in the hole, but they not have terrible. 80 grand. They're like 80 grand in the hole. And some people $200,000 in the hole. Like, oh my God, I know. It's... I wouldn't, I, that would, I would be stressed all the time. <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had this argument with a lot of people, specifically like people close to me, but the whole college thing, I get it. Like I get why people want to go to college. There's things that you absolutely 100% need college for. For like example, nursing, doctors, lawyers, things that you would need legitimate. Oh yeah, and I don't even want to call it an education. It's really more of a certification, right? So, yeah, well, you also have to have college to sell insurance. Well, yes and no. That's the thing, though. I think that's different because you don't need college to sell. No, you, you don't, don't need college. You to don't sell. need it, but they require it. Some places do, but a lot of, I think we're, I think that table is now turning because selling isn't something you learn. I think, I mean, it can't, it is, but primarily it's, it's your personality and how you interact with yeah, people. Not everyone can do it. And that's yeah. really hard to teach. Like you can't teach personality. You can't teach social no, skills. That's, no, that's something not. that you have to a figure out on your own by experiencing life and whatever. But that's why I, and I do think, honestly, that the world is kind of starting to turn that page, especially with sales positions, because they realize that there's people out there that can sell. Like, they, there are. There's 100%, 100%, many, many people out there that know how to sell, and they don't need a college degree to do it. Um, but, like, I'm not trying to get off, totally off topic here. College in general is just kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a scam in a lot of things, but... I get why, but it's also the world we live in. It's good to have that piece of paper, right? But when you go back to it, the investment is just so cringeworthy. And, you know, you're paying for shit that you're never going to use a lot of the time. Like I've never, like going back to the conversation when we first started this, the whole education of, of like early age, right? College should be seriously like the fact that you have to go still take core classes as a freshman, you know? Yeah. Like you can't even start taking classes for what you want to do until like two or three years into your college career. And by then so many people quit because they don't give a fuck. Right. And it's, it's actually, it's very demoralizing. I mean, like why would you go spend $80,000 a year to get, for four years when you're really only using those like last two years for something beneficial to your career. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I get it, but for, like you said, for some, but you know, I just, I don't think I could put myself through that kind of stress. I mean, <laughs> Being that far in the hole would make me want to go get a job. I didn't like because it paid a little better than the last one. I do also think we're forgetting that a lot of people look at a college degree. It's not just of like what you've learned, but they look at it as like, how hard can you work? You know? Yeah. Cause that, because it shows that like, Oh, this kid can go the distance. Like he, he obviously proved that he can go get a college degree. He did the work. He's, he, you know, he applied himself. That is probably what a lot of businesses look for in a degree rather yeah, than not. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they're like, oh, this kid's a math whiz. He's got his degree. He's a calculus mate. Like, you know what I mean? He's a, he wants to be a professor. That's completely different, right? You know how to do calculus. You do that. But, like, if you go get, like, just a general business degree or even, like, a communications degree, like, a lot of that – of that content, a lot of all the stuff you learn with that is different because all they're really looking at is, Oh, you did it. You, you graduated. We're not looking at, we're not really looking at what you learned. We're just looking at the fact that you went and graduated. So that's going to give you a one up on a lot of people who didn't. Well, what did we learn here today? Podcasting's a lot of fun. Podcasting is fun. Well, it's fun. It's fun talking to your, your buddy. It, it really is. I mean, I think, We've been talking about this for how long now? About how, like, what we need people to... We just need to re record a conversation that we've... Because you're an easy person to talk to. We click very well when we when we talk about things. But at the same time... Like, if there, I was a woman, we'd be in love. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but maybe not. maybe not. But maybe not. But I can talk to you. But we snuggled. <laughs> we snuggled in high school. <laughs> well... We're not gay. 
so just for everybody listening, we're not. But nothing, there's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing against gay people, but I, <laughs> I, I do prefer women. Um, I, I, I prefer women. Just prefer. Hey, can can you tell our listeners how your date went? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you can't give them just a little inside? No. Why not? No. Date one? No. Maybe date two. Ooh. So there is a date two? There's definitely a date two. <clears throat> well... Ladies and gentlemen, date two will be a topic we'll talk about in the next episode. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. Wait for it. Dairy. But we appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, we were only originally going to do this for about 30 minutes, but that's just what happens yeah, when I start kinda... talking to you. So we're 50 minutes in and it's um, ugh, it's been fun. And we're going to do this podcast. We're going to try to do it. Uh, this, since this is the first one Saturday, it was kind of an exception. But we will be trying to be consistent in releasing it on Tuesdays, I think. Is that what we agreed on? Tuesdays? Either recording Tuesdays or releasing Tuesdays. Recording Tuesdays, releasing. And this is all. It's going to take a couple days to edit. So, Well, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. not. You know, well, we, we're both going to want to look over it and listen. 100%. At least, depending on how long, that's at least one hour of just listening to it. And. We're also not a bunch of butthurt bitches, so we would uh, really love your feedback as well. So yeah, we please can, tell me we suck. We we can take it. Tell us we're great. Tell us we suck. Tell us tell us how your day was. It doesn't matter. We're here well, for it. I also want to know what you uh, if you guys want us to talk about anything. So yeah, if you guys have topics, um, because I get ramped up. If you get a good topic in me, I get ramped. Oh, yeah. This kid's, like, fucking on steroids when he talks about a good topic. It's ridiculous. But let's try to avoid – and we'll come up with things we don't like to talk about that just – yeah, that's really not a whole lot, though, because we'll talk about anything. Good news of the week. Good uh, news of the week. We got coming up. We got Matt's second date coming up. Um, we also have uh, – I'd like to – we're going to incorporate a little segment called What the Fuck, Florida – because I know everybody out there is doing some shit. I know and there's so many people out there that agree with me. What the fuck, Florida? Get it together, guys. It's ridiculous. And I'll always complain about the Colorado traffic. Oh, yeah. Well, that one, if you want to hear somebody get ramped up about traffic, this is the guy to talk to. My God. So anyways, we appreciate you listening. We're going to cut this one now. Um, please like and subscribe or however it is this this works. And... uh We'll get back to you guys hopefully on Tuesday. So Matthew, thanks for thanks for joining us and joining me in this eight hundred mile journey of of what our nameless podcast is. Our nameless eight hundred mile journey. <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna write itself. We'll figure it out, guys. And I, I also promise. think that we need to have cool nicknames for each other. Also, we're probably gonna come up with a quick name just as like a temporary name to put it out there for you people. But at the end of the day, it may – I'm just forewarning you. It's probably going to change, but we just need something. So, so now we're going to use the Notebook Fan Club. Yeah, well – Lure I, people in. That could be a good hot button right there. Anyways, we're rambling again. Thank you, guys, and we will, <laughs> we will hear well, – you guys will hear from us here in about less than a week. So take it easy. Y'all have a good week now. You here? Have a good week. Later, Matt. <laughs>